Hey guys, Vicky McLeod here. Welcome back to the podcast. This time I've got Robin Salmer, the event director for the CrossFit Lowlands Throwdown. We talk about the history of the competition and what spectators can expect this weekend coming. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. Welcome, Robin Stalmer, to the Europe is Coming podcast. Robin, you are the event director of the CrossFit Lowlands Throwdown. I can't, I can't tell you how happy I am to have you on the show because it's less than a week away from the competition and you found some time in your schedule to come on and tell us about what's going to happen. And, um, and you're in your car because you not only are you the event director of a really cool competition, you're also a new dad. So what are you doing in your car? <laughs> yeah, no, first of all, thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, she's already one and a half years old, but we still call her a baby. Uh, and she needs to sleep around 12 and she doesn't want to sleep. So I'm moved from my living room into my car uh, to make sure there are not a lot of background noises of a crying little girl that doesn't want to sleep. So that's the reason why I'm in my car. Um, yeah, th- and again, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, looking really looking forward to the competition. A lot of uh, the athletes from your side will be competing. So, yeah, really looking forward. We have, uh, uh, I've, I've never been to the Lowlands Throwdown. Um, and I know that it has a, a long, very rich history. How long have you been involved with the event? Yeah, we are one of the oldest competitions in Europe. Um um, I'm involved from 2014 and started as a volunteer in our materials team. And um, the, the box where I, where I trained was the organizing box of the Lowlands Ronin back then. And um, I was an event producer already. Um, so I made some notes to the to the director, uh, Jos, who was also the owner of the CrossFit box where I trained back then. And he said, hey, do you want to help next year? And uh, that involved and involved and involved. And in 2019, I took the whole thing over and uh, I'm now the event director. Yeah, that's a little bit of my history with the event. So do you do that all year round? Is that an, is that an all year round job now? Um, yeah, I do it besides my job as an event producer. So I produce events, broadcasts, uh, live shows, big festivals. Um, and this is, uh, yeah, like a not a, really a side hustle, but it, it, this uh, our team uh, are all volunteers, so it's all volunteer based. Um, they do it all next to their normal job. Uh, so yeah, it, it's not a. It's we're working around the whole year, but not full time every week. Yeah. And what does uh, how how far out from the competition do you have to start planning? Uh, we prefer to start a year prior to the event, um, but with the schedule of CrossFit, uh, that's not always possible. So we started no. planning in around September of October um, because we need to start. Um, and then we got the announcement that we were a semi-final again in January, end of December, January. Um, so then everything gets a little bit faster and faster and faster but you start in September 
making the the big plans, write it down, and then when you go to come closer to the uh, final event, you will narrow it down to more detailed planning. And how, what had you, what did you have to do in order to become um, a CrossFit semi-final event? Do you have to go through a process, like a accreditation process? Yeah, so we were one of the, I believe, 30 at least sanctionals in 2019. Um, that Back then we were asked by Greg Lesman if we want to be a sanctional. Um, so we accepted that, uh, were part of that amazing season because we thought it was amazing that the athletes can choose where to go to. Every event has, mm. uh, has a lot of uh, own history and an own background. So it's, it's fun to see where the athletes choose to come. Um, and the year after, of course, COVID hits and everything shuffled on, a, on the side of CrossFit. Um, so, um, yeah, we needed to apply by an RFP. Uh, to be one of the semifinals, so we we wrote a plan um, to present our event, and um, they accepted uh, our uh, RFP together with some other awesome events in Europe and the rest around the world. And most of them were um, sanctionals in 2019 or 2020. So, yeah. What is it that makes the CrossFit Lowlands Throwdown special? Uh, I think it's because of our rich history. Uh, we started with two crossed boxes as a friendly competition called uh, Sint Gone Bad because we have the, the, the celebration in December from Sinterklaas. Um, so they uh, combined the, the celebration of Sinterklaas and uh, Sint Gone Bad so it will be the the, the workout that we all know, right? Um, so they combined those two and um, then they saw uh, the games happening in the United States and then regionals came up and they said, hey, we want to do something submit uh, the same, but then just for our uh, affiliates uh, here in the Benelux. Um, so that started and growed and growed and what they always thought is we need to have at least the same level uh, of regionals. So that's what we try to do every year is to keep the same level um to to be on time to uh, facilitate everything we can for the athletes for the spectators uh to run on time um so yeah that that's i think what the cross lowland shorter made it to the semifinals because we always try to run the best event we can um and we we have spoken to a lot of athletes uh, for our RFP process uh, to get uh, a recommendation from them uh, to be honest and say, hey, let me know what you think, uh, good and bad things. And they're all were so kind and so a lot of lovely words. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's a good competition to be for the athletes. It's fun for the spectators as well. And um, yeah, our, our rich history of the, one of the biggest competitions in Europe uh, makes it even like it is these days. I was reading the the history on your on the website. It's really interesting. I'm particularly uh, am, amused, I guess, by the the one in 2016 when you planned it as a regular year, but decided to add a puzzle in a workout. Yeah, correct. 
<laughs> to test um, cognitive skills. And if you didn't get the puzzle right, you had to go on the assault yeah. bike. <laughs> yeah, so our current competition director, Nolan, was our head judge and uh, programmer back then. Uh, yeah, some athletes liked it. Some athletes doesn't like the puzzle. Um, but yeah, it was fun. We, we, th- we all found it was fun. But yeah, uh, I can imagine that if you want to do just CrossFit, that it's a little bit old. But prepare for the unknown and unknowable is what they always say. So it was funny mm-hmm. to see how that ends up. A lot of stress, at least, for the I athletes. Th- I guess. What, what was? Do you remember what the puzzle was? I believe that you, you had it... Need to look at some plate, and it was like a triangle or, or a square or whatever. And then you needed to. Every side has a number, and then you need to count it all together. Uh, yeah. So it, it, and then you need to do the math, and then if you get it right, you can continue. If you did it wrong, you need to go to the echo bike. It was something like that. Um, yeah. I've, it was really fun. And then, but, yeah. Yeah. I like it because it's uh, it certainly would have put a lot of extra unknown unknown pressure on yeah. them. Was it? Um, I guess there's there's no chance of seeing a puzzle again this year. Then no, you can do a you can do a so puzzle well. on yourself when you are waiting in between heats, but uh, no, no puzzles programming <laughs> this year. No. I was doing a workout this morning and I kept losing count of the calories I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I was like, the maths was actually keeping me busy whilst I was suffering through the workout. So I, I've got to say, I quite enjoy the idea. Um, and this year you are um, the event director. What kind of things, I mean, the first year that you were event director was 2020. Yeah. And you obviously didn't get to be a, in, in um a presential in in person direct, event director because you were online. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that was because of uh, yeah the virus. We all know the, the COVID virus hits us all. Mm. So we needed to decide to not have a live event. In uh, last year, we were uh, an online semi final. Uh, the year before, we needed to pull it all down. Um, so yeah, this is the first time uh, really live, um, but. Before that, I was um, uh, the event producer. So it's kind of the same role, besides that now everything is coming on my plate when uh, stuff doesn't work out the way it needs to be. So uh, that's the only Mm. difference right now. And what would you say are the the most challenging things for you coming up this week? Uh, I think the most challenging part of the whole process is the planning part to make sure everyone is happy. We try to do as much as possible to make it comfortable for the athletes, to make it attractive for the spectators. Um, So the planning part was most of the difficult part prior to the event, but that's all said and done right now. And now what at least gives me the most stress if if every piece will fall together and uh, will be the way we plan it to um but yeah we have a, a really solid schedule so um and we start in two days so on a tuesday we will start with the with the build-up and it all looks good um so hopefully every volunteer will show up because that's always something you need to take in count that some mm. of them have covid or uh, other uh, things that why they cannot come because 
some of them have really good reasons. Um, so yeah, that that's the thing that makes us a little bit excited. But um, we planned over uh, over and over and over. So I think we're good to go. And as a, for the spectators, what can they expect? What will it be like? The venue and the yeah. and the experience. Do you have a, a village of? um exhibitors yeah so we have like a vendor village and the vendor village is placed in between the four fields of play uh, because we got four fields of play because we have the semi-final and we got our classic event running at the same time so we got over 700 athletes uh uh, almost 20 vendors uh, that will be there we got a podcast stage where people can record their own podcast when they're on site with the athletes with spectators so that's really awesome um, and then we got a, a, a restaurant we got a barbecue place um, we got a big lounge for the athletes that they can hang out um, yeah so you can you can start watching CrossFit at 10 in the morning and you start watching or you stop watching CrossFit at the end of the day, like 9.30 in the evening. Um, so yeah, if you are a CrossFit, uh, OG CrossFit, like uh, the guy from Get With The Program said, you are you are good to go for, for the whole weekend long uh, CrossFit spectacle. So. I, I wanted to ask you um, a question about the... Um, what do you call it the class no what was the classic, classic competition yeah. or the what was what kind of athletes are in that um so we chose to use the name uh classic event um because that's where our grassroots are right so um because we were a semi-final the qualification process for the semis went through the open then quarterfinals and then they all the athletes come to um, to Lowlands to do the workouts uh, and fight for a, a, a spot to the CrossFit Games. But we always had our own qualifier, your unique qualifier of doing three workouts on one day uh, with all different divisions. Uh, and we want to include that to one big, um, uh, yeah, like CrossFit festival altogether, right? Um so that's why we choose to name it the classic event, but that's exactly what we do already for 12 years. So it's 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 more like a combination of those two events coming together to one big final. Um, then that is something new. And on the website as well, in the um, in the registration section, because I've had a good look, <laughs> there's a really interesting bit about the Benelux, and I and I know that I mean anybody who doesn't live in the Benelux area won't understand what it is, and it, it um, I'd like you to explain it because it says this special regional division refers to the origin origin of the Lowlands Throwdown athletes who live in this region can participate in this subdivision. If you don't know what the Benelux is, rest assured that this subdivision is not for uh, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just made, it tickled me. <laughs> what is the Benelux? Yeah, so we, we started as a competition for uh, Belgium, the Netherlands and Luxembourg. So uh, the Benelux is, stands for Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg. Um, so yeah, um, that's, that's the region where we started. And what we try to do with this is to, to bring all the people back 
thought, hey, it's just for the semifinal elites or it's not my level or what you try to do is to make make it accessible for everyone and go back to our to our history and say, hey, this is especially for the Benelux athletes because there are so many levels of crossfitters in the world and, and we all know that the United States or some particular uh, areas around the world has more experience with CrossFit, better athletes, and they all come together to the lowlands and we want to have a place that everyone can compete. So also the people from the Benelux where maybe the the level of the athletes is not that high as at the other uh, parts of the world. So we want to make sure that everyone can compete. So we got a skilled level, we got a, the Benelux division, we got masters, we got adaptives, um, we got teams, teams intermediate, RX, and then of course at the end we got the elites at the semifinal. I love it. I love the fact that you're still um, in touch with the origins of the of the competition, and it's um, it sounds like a real family to me. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess there's still tickets available for spectators. Yeah. yeah. You, what we see is that they're growing fast these last days, um, but they are still available uh, and they're available until they are available. So if you want to come over on Sunday night and you see on Sunday morning that there are still tickets, you're good to go. But we cannot promise that they are still there. at the. Uh, mm. So don't wait too long. Get your tickets and make sure you're part of this amazing event. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a great weekend. Um, well, best of luck. And thanks very much for spending a little bit of time in your car. <laughs> yeah, of course. No problem. Will you be there? Um, I'd love to come. I just don't, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited about the idea of a podcast stage. So we have to have a little chat about yeah, we that. Can. Yeah, definitely. Okay, brilliant. Well, I'll see you on Friday. I'll see you on Friday then. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Well, you heard the man. There's a podcast stage at Lowlands. I've booked my flights and I will be there on Saturday and Sunday. So please, please come and say hi. Europe is coming. It's going on tour. Until I get to meet you in person, thanks for listening and bye-bye. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.